The Unmakers. I'm Tim Burrows from Unmade. Welcome to The Unmakers, a series in which I talk to people who are trying to remake the media and marketing world. Each episode, I talk to people who are doing business differently. We're going to meet the startups, the troublemakers and the dreamers who've looked at the communications industry and are trying to find a better way. If you're an unmaker with a story to tell about how you're changing the media and marketing world, I'd love to hear from you. Email me at tim at unmade.media. Before you remake it, you've got to unmake it. Our guests today are Justin Drape and Michael Canning. Two years ago, they founded Exceptional Alien, and now they're launching Exceptional Alien Studio. In a moment, we'll talk about what that actually means. They've both got quite a pedigree. Justin was co-founder of creative agency The Monkeys, Australia's most successful creative agency startup of the last two decades. They sold to Accenture for a reported $63 million back in 2017, back when that was a lot of money. And Michael has been executive creative director at some of the best known network agencies, including MNC Saatchi in Australia and Leo Burnett and 72 and Sunny in the US. Now, exceptional agency isn't a traditional agency. In fact, it isn't an agency at all, which is a good place to start. So before we get on to Exceptional Alien Studio, which is the new bit, Let's start with what you launched two years ago. Um, what did you intend it to be and what did it become? Okay, thanks, Tim. So when we launched Exceptional Alien a few years ago, we wanted to create a platform that curates travel, creativity and culture so you can get access to destinations through the lens of some of the most exceptional creative minds in the world. Um, we wanted to showcase the world through diverse perspectives so when people are heading towards a destination they turn up informed on what they can do creatively and we realize that with creativity it actually informs the most rewarding experiences that travel have to offer be it the food the fashion the art you know the wine the design the architecture the performances etc um, and there are categories for adventure travel, business travel, um, luxury travel, but not necessarily creative travel as such. And we just identified that uh, there was an opportunity to create something where you can travel and get complete creative fulfillment through the guidance of the most exceptional creators in the world. And Michael, I might get you to build up on that if you can. Thanks, Tim. We've been, we've both been very lucky to have careers that have allowed us to work and live in different parts of the world, whether it be moving from somewhere like Sydney to New York or LA, in my experience, or uh, you know whether you're traveling somewhere for a few days. It's always, it's always difficult to find that trusted source of information, of inspiration that, that give you a lens on a destination that you can trust and know that it's really going to point you in that right direction. And Justin and I have really looked to to fill that gap in the market with Exceptional Alien in, in the way that when you're trying to find a, you know, a lens on a destination and where you should go, you know, how you should experience it, you really look for friends. You, know, you look for 
friends whose opinions you can trust. With the platform and the stories that we tell and the talent that we reach out to and now what's really growing is a global network of different people all around the world. We're really just trying to replicate that idea and that feeling of tr- of asking a trusted friend. And what, um, what sort of within that work, what, what projects or what work do you think kind of defines it so far? Well, we've created what we call travel playbooks and they are available on desktop and via our app. And those travel playbooks are what, we refer to as a 21st century itinerary where you're connected to some of the most exceptional creators in the world and they will give you what we call travel gems and they're the des- like they're all of the venues or the recommendations that they put forward so if you land in a place and you want to go surfing you can potentially get a travel playbook from a world champion surfer or if you want to go to a major city you might be able to experience that city through the lens of a grammy award winning musician and it just gives you that instant access. And we love that idea of people being able to travel the world um, and have these like travel playbooks that they can access and share and co-curate themselves as they go. We love that idea that it just is a passport into culture and creativity around the world, really. And so far, what sort of audience have you actually built up for that over the last couple of years in terms of size? We deliberately started the platform reaching out to, I guess, as as many different creators around the world as possible to build what we'd see as a global base of of contribution. Um, it can be tempting sometimes to focus on one destination with a platform like this, but we deliberately went wide because we want when we talk about that that lens of travel and creativity and sharing destinations through a creative lens and a lens that that I guess unlocks you know travel that is is meaningful you know is unique takes you to places that you don't necessarily expect and gives you that that really trusted lens on a place we wanted that to be as as wide and diverse as possible so we know that for website visitors we have um, people coming in from 168 different countries at the moment yeah and then we're, we're talking about um 33 different nationalities that we feature and we've got um combined social media reach of 700,000 at this point our highest month was 1.3 million and we're growing you know we're only young and um we have really high levels of engagement which is really valuable for um obviously audience and if we do commercial collaborations um we've got a media partnership in play that is yet to be announced in the US, which gives us immediate reach of 50 million plus. Uh, and that includes a streaming service um, into 17 million homes across America. So watch this space. <laughs> so I imagine if I Googled which streaming service reaches 17 million homes, I could work, work out which, which service it is. <laughs> yeah, I should have thought about that. <laughs> uh, but that'll be coming out soon uh that, it's official we just haven't announced it to the market yet and we're very excited about that. um it's allowing us to get immediate access and engagement for commercial partners that we're speaking to and do you i suppose really uh, in terms of if, if you and i know it's it, you know it's no one thing and that's what makes it such an interesting conversation 
do you do you think of this project with your hat on as if you're a publisher first and foremost or a tv maker or or or, or how do you actually think about it yeah it's interesting point um as storytellers you know because there are a lot of disciplines that fall within or out of what the story is so what we call what we're doing is actionable inspiration so we're creating inspirational stories and insights um, and information that people can utilize and therefore the technology is the enablement that helps people go through an experience share collect and book those experiences so you have to have a few hats on really Um, we're learning a lot in the media space Um, the storytelling we bring innately from our background where we can tell pithy stories uh, traditionally some of them have been 30 seconds um, some of them have been longer serialized tv etc some of them are now talking to tiktok audiences that go for five seconds um, but we're really excited about the power of those stories and the way that we can share those with the audience and grow that um, but yeah to your question just all of those disciplines we have to tap really as we move through uh, any particular project well, look, this is a slight diversion, but maybe it's a, a diversion worth taking. You mentioned 30 seconds for people who don't remember it. And I was a, I was a fan. I think I, 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 if I recall correctly, there were two series and I think I watched all of it a couple of times. Um, it's worth talking about what that was. Uh, that was a, uh, series, one of the, um, first TV series that we created. And it was a comedy drama that ran on the Comedy Channel. And we did that with the production of Andrew Denton's company, Zapruder's Other Films. So that, at the time, was a point where, with the agency, The Monkeys, it was quite an interesting inflection point because brands at that point were interested in experimenting with longer format branded entertainment and we were at that point having 30 seconds go on to air and we also had another show called my family feast on sbs so it really validated the fact that we could create longer format stories and it was a really amazing experience for us to go through as a learning curve you know and we worked with andrew knight who's a renowned screenwriter um you know one of the best in the country and that was just I guess a really amazing experience that transformed what we were able to do when it comes to storytelling. And I could say now going through a similar experience with uh, media where we're working with some of the best in the world and we're learning a lot. And um, it's been a really amazing experience to date. And I, um, I, I, I always felt like there might have been room for one more, one more series because not all of the uh, the storylines were were, were were closed off. But it's worth also making the, the point: this was set in the world of advertising, the actual story itself. Did did you feel you still had a few more stories to tell from that world within that format? Oh, absolutely, Tim. I mean, you could continue telling stories uh, around the industry that were insightful and comical and um, confronting, probably. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I was actually referring to also the um, discipline of a 30-second TV ad, you know. So 30 seconds, the series um, at the other end of the spectrum taught us how to write serialized storytelling. And then we've both been disciplined in writing 30-second ads, which, you know, most people know the best ads contain a story and there's a memorable story. Often they leverage comedy or drama. Uh, 
So that discipline has been really good for us to transfer into some of the storytelling that we're creating with Exceptional Alien, but also with the services that we can offer through Exceptional Alien Studio. Well, look, that's a that, that, that that's a great moment to move on to that, Mike. And let me bring you back in. Um, the uh, Exceptional Agency Studio does this, this represent a additional service or a serious pivot in what you're doing? Exceptional Alien as a platform is something that we feel really lucky for pretty much every day. We get to to meet uh, a new inspiring person around the world and talk to them about that intersection of travel and creativity. You know, we we ask people to share their travel playbook, their lens on a destination, they share the the places that they love, and we share those stories. As a really as a natural byproduct when we meet people oftentimes they're very you know very inspiring um, creative people in all different types of disciplines and we'll talk about projects that they're up to but oftentimes as well there's there could be a conversation of well if if we're working on a project or do we collaborate on a project together or um, what might come up in the future so we've been building an extended network of of talent all around the world and as part of Exceptional Alien, we've then begun doing commercial partnerships, particularly in the travel and tourism space. So some partnerships include South African tourism, Tourism New Zealand, Atout France, um, just as a few examples. And to create those projects, we've we've essentially been acting as a, an Exceptional Alien studio where we've collaborated with different talent and invited the most interesting and um, I guess, you know, right people for that project to work with us. Johannesburg has many galleries. The usual question is where to go. Stellenbosch is phenomenal. We've got mountains, we've got the wine lens. Johannesburg, the best place to be in South Africa. And you have to entrench yourself and live and be part of it. So there, from, from that, you know, Justin and I and the team just looked at it and thought, well, the natural evolution of of that as a you know strategic and creative services arm of our platform is to officially launch Exceptional Alien Studio, not not just as a, a studio that works with travel brands, but as as a studio that can work with brands of any different type and connect with exceptional talent around the globe as well as our studio team. And do you think this will actually involve helping clients um, talk to audiences away from the exceptional alien platform as well? It absolutely can do. Um, It has grown organically because, as Michael mentioned, um, when we were working with brands like Visa Victoria, Atuk France, um, for example, South Africa Tourism, we were just naturally curating and creating the work and that was just because of our background we were able to do that in some cases an entity might go oh okay we need to get in the producers now and the writers and the storytellers and the directors so we just said well we do all of that so let's just do it and therefore it was quite seamless and what has happened is we have had inquiries now from brands that aren't necessarily directly related to travel and what we've learned in the process is that the most powerful way to get engagement for a brand is to talk with and through the community versus at them with one-way communication that is annoying and there's not really a value exchange that's taking place there. 
So there's absolute power in talking through the community and it might be the community that the brand or commercial partner already has. It doesn't have to be the exceptional alien community, but it can be if it's suitable. And again, if there's a value exchange there, because we now know that audiences, um, they've got so many options and for them to really care about what you're doing, there has to be that exchange, whether it be a service, some information, might just be the story and the entertainment itself. But there has to be something that you exchange for the audience's time. And I think the savvy marketers and brands understand that. So we're really interested in working with those type of brands. And obviously it is a return to that world of sort of marketing and potentially, as you say, advertising. Um, Is it possible that sometimes the answer might yet be a 30-second ad? Possible, yeah. It's just and again, just being um, targeted to, I guess, the the right audience. Like uh, as we know, um, that depends on what the thirty second ad says and offers, right? <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. yeah. We we uh, when when doing a, a commercial project with a brand, really the question is why will anyone care? You know, and when we start when we start there. We find it it can lead to places that just have or creative solutions that have a bit more value for an audience, whether it be through entertainment, whether it be through something more utility driven, but it's it's got to serve some purpose. And with the type of talent that we will collaborate continually with for Exceptional Alien Studio, the people who are, are keen to work on those sorts of projects that have have some meaning and have, you know, working with brands that have purpose. So I think I get why both of you stepped towards this project in the first place, because, yeah, what a brilliant, interesting thing to do. Why wouldn't you? Um, and I suppose at the same time, whenever someone moves on, there, there are things you're leaving behind. So I suppose the, you know, that that question as well is, um, you know, um, Justin, you, you're obviously leaving the monkeys and Accenture, Michael, you've been with the likes of M and C Sarchi and others. Um, what what did it feel like you were stepping away from? And was that a part of it? Did you want to get away from that bigger corporate world back to your own thing again? Yeah, so I think with hindsight, you really have to step away to get a fresh, recalibrated look on what you can do and where your interests lie because you can get into the uh, spin cycle of an industry or the echo chamber that an industry becomes and you just start to lose all objectivity. So only in hindsight I can look back and say that it was necessary to step out and realise that I wanted to really double down on couple of things that really passionate about and travel creativity are those things and the byproduct of that is the culture and the experience that you get out of it so part of it was to sit down and go if we could do anything at this point what would it be and it's combining travel and creativity and the cultural experiences that we're trying to do with exceptional alien and then sharing those with um an audience around the world um so that yeah, it was just necessary to step out to actually get a fresh fresh perspective on it. I think what we created at the Monkeys, um, we're really proud of that. 
and the experience was amazing on so many levels. Um, still in connection with co-founders, Scotty and Mark. And I think what the monkeys did with Accenture was also offer something new to the market, which is still relevant and still really valuable. And I can understand why it would be succeeding. So this was really just a, a bit of a personal reset. And then with the entrepreneurial spirit that I think I've had for um, most of my life, uh, I just wanted to go, all right, well, what's next? And Michael and I have known each other for a long time um, and it just felt like a, it was a, an opportune moment to try and create something like this. Although there was a little thing called pandemic that uh, <laughs> was a reckoning of sorts for us where, okay, we've well, got this travel platform, uh, we want to share travel, culture and creativity with the world, but nobody can travel. So <laughs> we, we had a few late nights, <laughs> the validity of things. <laughs> and Michael, what did you what did you feel you were stepping away from uh, having kind of had a lot of your career inside the big agencies? I guess in my in my experience working with you know a lot of a lot of uh, different agencies and and um, been lucky to work at, at some great ones. I've always loved cre- pro- problem solving with creativity, um, and particularly storytelling and i guess going back to what i was saying earlier approaching it with a sense of what what can be created that has some value for the audience that you're speaking to and um the people that you're working with so having a problem you know when you find a problem that you want to solve which in this case the the problem being when we're traveling we we couldn't ever really find this destination where you can trust travel trust the the inputs i guess it was just stepping out of that and going okay well how about solving this problem with the the skills that you learn and you know the the passion you have for using storytelling and creativity and ideas to solve a problem it's kind of stepping away from i guess a world where you're solving those problems for other brands which is really enjoyable you know when you work with smart smart brands and smart people and great creators um, but then stepping away from that and sort of taking a bit of a leap towards a problem that you really want to solve and going after that. And um, Justin, just going back to something you mentioned just now, you, you, you mentioned when you were at the Monkeys, it was it was initially the three of you, um, your sort of creative partnership with uh, with Scott and with um, Mark Green as um, as um, CEO. Um, now I I know that on your both of your LinkedIn's your co-founders but I was reading an interview with you Justin the other day with the with the stable which said mentioned that you were CEO this time round so I'm I'm wondering is is CEO an itch that you wanted to scratch that you didn't get to at the monkeys uh, not necessarily uh it's just because of the experience I have that I'm CEO at this juncture but whether or not that is something that continues, we'll, we'll see as we scale. Um, so we had to decide on a title, and that was the one that was probably most um, appropriate for me at the time. I think, you know, Mark, fantastic CEO, and um, the way that Mark, Scott, and I worked together was really quite complimentary. And we both um, learned a lot of each other, Mark and I, and all of us learned a lot of it off each other. So just through osmosis and going through the experience, um, probably learned a lot 
from that. Or not probably, like, absolutely did. So, yeah, at the moment, that, that's where it stands. As we scale into the US, that might change. So I've always had um, commercially um, sound focus and I've also had uh, commercial kind of appreciation of creativity and a creative appreciation of commerciality. So I think they're amazing bedfellows if you get it right. Throughout the ages, they've had to coexist and a lot of people turn their nose up at that, um, but I, I think it's something that you can really get right so i as you're talking about that i i have this flashback to walking into a warehouse in redfern in i reckon 2006 so gosh that's is that 17 years ago have i got my maths right i think it is and it was it was the three of you sitting behind a trestle table at yeah, that point. That's, uh, with one internet connection yeah exactly and it was and it was very very early but it it felt even then there was a bit of a chemistry between you You sort of knew what you were going to be doing um are we uh, do you have a similar sense this time around that exceptional alien will will scale in the same way or will success look different next time around i think that uh we're scaling um and i think that the success for us for exceptional alien will be international audience that we're already growing. So that that's what we're aiming for. Um, we just happen to be here at the moment, but we've got team members in LA and New York. Um, some of the team here are moving to the US. We've got a lot of interesting partnerships that will be announced soon. Um, so, yeah, the, the US is definitely a place where we'll be building um, Exceptional Alien and Exceptional Alien Studio versus what we did with the monkeys the the focus was that we stayed here a lot of the time but then we expanded in the later years into other markets but we were in sydney and melbourne and worked across australia predominantly and michael what does success look like for you i think firstly to to be able to create a platform that really solves the problem that we're setting up to solve which is you know we we would love to become the most trusted destination for travel inspiration and action. You know, a place where you can go, you can get like you like you would with a with a friend asking them for recommendations or insights. You get a really trusted lens, but then you can action it right there. And you know, we know that there's it's been reported that there's on the consumer journey in travel from the inspir- the very kind of top of funnel where you're looking for destinations to go and you're getting you're finding inspiration right through to booking. It's been reported that there are up to 38 different touch points that uh, people go through to actually hit that journey. So success for us would be to get those, of course, right down to one. But you know, if we if we got it if we could work to get it from 38 to 20, you know, we'd be doing a great job for that consumer journey. But of course, we will, we want to get it down to that that one destination. But to to be able to achieve that, solve that problem, but do it in a way that shares these really inspiring stories of of um, the global creative community of interesting people all around the world, shares different lenses of people and and destinations, and uncovers, I guess, you know, the the communities and what makes these destinations all around the world unique would be, you know, we'd we'd be very proud of that. I think. 
Tim, um, summary is, you know, travel playbooks uh, are ubiquitous tool um, that have enabled more enriching way for people to travel around the world. An exceptional alien is a valuable community, brand, and a household name. You know, so we're really harnessing all of our backgrounds in brand building there and community storytelling, and that would be absolutely a great success for us. And as a business model, you're still obviously very young. Um, are you are you profitable yet? We're not profitable because we've been putting the revenue back into the business. You know, we've made revenue, but you know, we're not really aiming for that at this stage. Uh, only a couple of years in. Um, and we've been building the foundations of what the tech is, what it enables people to do. The app is still at MVP stage, so we have new releases coming. And we've been learning too, you know. We've been learning where to focus the business as we evolve it. Um, and Yeah, we've got interest from brands and travel organizations around the world that we're engaged with. So we feel like we've got something special. And I guess just coming to uh, the end of the Australian financial year, um, you must have a, a, a back of the envelope guess. What 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 was your turnover this year? Uh, we can't disclose that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, how many commas are we? Are we talking? Uh, let's see. You, you, I'm I'm guessing you must, given your number of staff, I'm gonna say a two or three million dollar turnover. Would that be a fair guess? That's a guess. That's a guess. We we can't disclose that, Tim. I, I know you're a persistent fellow, but we're not disclosing that. But what we can say is the lights are still on. Yes, and I can uh, I can even see that in the in the stream behind you the uh, the reflection on the artwork behind you. Um, tell me a little bit more about the team and how you're structuring your your your, your team and who who your your key staff are. Yes, so we have um, a fellow. Chris Adams has joined us as CFO. He he was uh, the CFO at Naked. If you remember, Naked was quite a successful media company around the world. They kind of did all right, didn't they? Yeah, they, they did all right. And uh, Chris was a key part of that growth, you know, keeping them, um, yeah, buoyant and uh, obviously successful. So that has been a really great person to come on board and help us as we scale around into other markets. We've got a fellow called John Eagleton um, who joined us from Mallison's um, as a lawyer and working as our COO. And we've got some other folks around the world, like John Fundesland um, was a former global head of commercial partners for Google for the last 12 years. That was one of his roles there. Um, so he's helping us in the U.S., and our team in New York. So, and then we've got some great designers, um, editors, and storytellers. You know, um, journalists coming from well-known titles, and that—that's the core team at the moment. Um, that adds up to about fourteen. And then we've got, as mentioned, the network into all kinds of storytelling skills around the world. Um, so we did a, a shoot, for example, in London yesterday. So we've got a really great production partner there and we've got producers and writers on the ground and talent that are featuring in the project. So all of those things are happening as, as we kind of work through the weeks. And for the business, um, 
what's what's the end game is is this a business that will one day be acquired or is this more of a a lifestyle business you actually could see yourself staying with for the rest of your careers yeah that, that's an interesting question because we're definitely enjoying the experience um you know the lifestyle lifestyle benefits of getting to meet really exceptional minds you know often daily and sharing their stories and while we're doing that we're learning we're learning about places we're learning about cultures we're being inspired and we want to share that inspiration and those insights with others so on that front we could continue doing that for a long time because i mean that's one of the things we enjoy the most um, and getting exposure to different types of creativity um, with the response from audiences is really quite fulfilling because we're creating something that people want, you know, and people are appreciative when they get some insights or get an experience that we've created and they, they reach out and tell us and people want to get involved. So on that front, we're really getting a sense of fulfillment um, that relates back to lifestyle. And when it comes to uh, acquisition potentially we just i mean we're not actively building towards that but as as we all know those things sometimes just appear and we would consider things as they come along um just depending on where we're at and i presume one of the opportunities would be someone who could invest to help you go faster yeah like cornerstone investment um that's that's an option um, we have some investors at the moment um, who have been really great, supportive about what we're building, um, really great strategically, you know, beyond the capital, and that's fantastic. Um, and we've got some that we're talking to that we'd love to announce to market at the appropriate time. So that will let you know in due course. I think uh, another, another part of the end game for us is having – you know, having the uh, experience of building brands in the past, the ability and just purpose of building a brand for ourselves is is really fun. You know, it comes it it comes with it. Of course, comes with its own challenges and learnings, but it's something that we've really wanted to take on as a challenge. You know, to build your own brand and make that brand really mean something in the world, and you know, have have people see real value in it. So for Exceptional Alien to become a household brand would be another, you know, big, big ambitious goal that we'd be super proud of. The last question that we always ask everybody in these uh, these podcasts, um, and I'll put this one to both of you, what would your supporters say about you and what would your critics say about you? I think supporters would say that we're really looking to build something new you know and it it does take it does take a lot of belief uh to to i guess identify that problem first but then come up with what you what you believe is the solution and and can be something that that really gives people value and critics i think sometimes you know if you if you step out if you step out of your what could be seen as your lane professionally you know um Speaking for myself, you know, coming from a, a creative background, and we of course both come from creative backgrounds, but you know, you you get really skilled in the world of brands and solving uh, marketing problems and objectives with creativity and ideas. And you know, I think 
stepping out of that and saying, okay, well, how are we going to solve this problem in the travel space is a, is a completely new space and we're applying storytelling media and a combination of storytelling media and technology to that and also working with different talent to do it. And I guess that can be seen as a little bit audacious um, and it is, a, it is, you know, and, and it's, a, it's also a steep learning curve. You know, you, you have to learn different, different things every day and, and we definitely are. Um, but as, I think as long as you're, you're willing to embrace that ride, it, it can be pretty fun. But yeah, I think, you know, step out of your lane and try something different. And Justin, same question to you, your supporters and your critics. I think supporters would say that have unwavering conviction in projects that I believe in. And I think detractors would say that I'm delusional. And I try to justify that commentary by convincing myself that it's uh, almost necessary to be somewhat delusional because if you weren't, you probably wouldn't get involved in some of the things that are in front of you. Probably a touch of naivety that falls into that. That's a pretty good way to end it. Justin and Michael, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Tim. Thanks, Thanks Tim. Pleasure. Today's episode was produced by Sager Alzadi and edited by our friends at Abe's Audio. More soon. Toodle pep. The Unmakers. Podcast edit by Abe's Audio.